What's going on? Welcome to another edition of Make America Debate Again. I'm here with the legendary Jordan Sather. He's a leader, he's a YouTuber, he has a Twitter, but more importantly, he's a very influential figure in what they would maybe call the conspiracy theory movement. Some would call it the truther movement. I look at Jordan as someone who questions a lot of things, makes a lot of very, very bold statements about things that people don't want to talk about, talks about health, talks about the moon, talks about Trump, talks about a lot of things. We're going to focus on the moon. I'm very interested in it, but I'm going to give it over to Jordan. You can explain yourself. You're a wild boy. Thank you for being here. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're going to make America awake again, for sure. And like you said, I'm somebody that questions everything and I'm just hungry. I'm hungry for information. I'm hungry for the truth. I don't care what people are hiding or saying over here. Like, let's just look at objective reality. Let's use logic and try to figure out what the heck's going on, not throw out people's experiences or throw out information just because it makes us uncomfortable. We don't like to look at it, you know? So it all has a place and I'm somebody that just tries to figure it all out and expand my perspective as much as I can. And it's working. I mean, in the last year or two, I see you as someone who is maybe one of the most influential speakers or leaders in, you know, you do a lot of different things. You touch on a lot of stuff, but what I would call the traditional conspiracy theory movement, but I never use that term as a negative because as we all know, there's a lot of things that just they don't want to talk about or that they're like, oh, that's crazy. Even though you could read a history book and realize that it happened 20 years ago. But I would see you as as one of the biggest stars in the conspiracy theory or truther movement. So it's been a good year. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I've really gone through really six or seven years of like hardcore waking up. And at the beginning, it was hard into the pharmaceutical realm, working at health food stores, you know, experiencing things like that, seeing people getting harmed by vaccines, seeing people heal themselves of high stage cancers. So it was having these experiences that really just like lit a fire, man, they catalyzed me and made me just like I said, hungry for everything else. And I started digging into it all, it all connects in some way, shape or form. So I was looking at the financial system, I was looking over here at the the military systems, what's going on in our aerospace corporations, just like everything, everything, history, ancient history, what else is going on in our cosmos. So excited, bro. We're going to crack it off. I'm going to get into that stuff because I really like yeah. a lot of the health stuff you talk about too. I think it's important, but I want to get into the moon because I'm going to start off. I've always been skeptical of the moon. You know, I've, I've been questioning everything for a while, but what really made me question, I made a video, blew up on Facebook because I found an interview from a NASA scientist. They said uh-huh. he's one of the top or oldest leading guys, Don Petit. And he said, well, you know, we'd go back to the moon, but we didn't have, we don't have the technology to do that anymore. And I'm sitting there watching that. And I'm like, okay, so we go from no cell phones and computers to cell phones, computers, you know, Elon Musk is doing all this stuff, but you can't go back to the moon because you don't have the technology. And then I look further. And then with the moon, they said they don't have the telemetry data. They said, oh, we lost it. And then I went further and they said they don't have the original tapes. And this is not Alex Jones or Jordan Sather or someone that they would be like, don't listen to. This is Reuters being like, oh, yeah, they taped over the original footage. I'm like, what? They taped over the rabbit hole just opened up for you and down you go. And then I think it was Denmark or Norway. I think Denmark, we gave them, the United States gave them a, a moon rock and was like, here you go, guys. And then they did a test on it and found out it was petrified wood. And I'm like, whoa, something's going on here. And we're going to get into it. Some people think the earth is flat. Some people think the moon doesn't exist. Some people think it's translucent or a hologram. You, though, very, very strongly and very, very confidently always say that you think there's a space base or a space force on the moon already. Is that correct? 
I would say so. You know, a lot of people out there think a lot of different things and I have things I think and based upon all the digging I've done, I would say the moon itself, let's just start there, right? You said you're questioning that thing. You no, know, you're looking up at it. Let's just yeah. question that moon. How? Literally how? How does it get there and not rotate at all? It's just the same side always faces this earth. Not only that, but like you said, how come we haven't been back there in 50, 60 years? So these are really, really good freaking questions that not a lot of people ask too much. And in regards to not going to the moon, well, where should I start this? Just had a documentary come out. It's called Above Majestic. Came out literally yesterday. And it's, it's number one in documentaries on iTunes. And wow. a big part of this Above Majestic documentary is of the testimony of a guy named William Tompkins. And William Tompkins passed away last year. He was 94 years old. Wow. And towards the end of his life, he started writing a book, a book about his history, about his experiences. Because basically, he, he did a lot of stuff, worked for naval intelligence during World War II, and after that worked for a, a secret think tank for Douglas Aircraft. But one of the experiences that he had was seeing the live feed from the Apollo space mission right? Mm -hmm. Landing on the moon. Now, a lot of people, it's out there in the internet that the moon landing was fake and all this stuff. And when I look at it, it's just not something that to me can be faked. I've talked to a lot of people who work for contractors, work for NASA. I mean, actually faking something like this couldn't be done. Now, I'm not saying there couldn't have been fakes made and put out there to muddy the waters and disinform and confuse people and whatnot. But I believe that yes, Apollo did get to the moon. But upon getting to the moon, and you'll also notice a lot of photographs of the moon, and like you said, there's a lot of questions about it, but upon getting to the moon, the Apollo astronauts basically encountered things they didn't expect, craft, artificial structures even. And that's why you'll notice that when they landed on the moon, there was this like what seemed to be code language, as if they were shifting to a secure line or something like that. And what Tompkins had said is that he was actually seeing the live feeds from it and seeing these craft when they touched down in that crater. Okay. And what those craft essentially made a show of was they said, okay, drive your little vehicle around, take your photographs, pick up a rock or two, but go home and never come back. Right. So you think that, or he, and he says the guy in your documentary that there was other a life force out there? Someone that was yeah. like, get out of here? He essentially states that the moon is an alien command center, for lack wow. of a better term. It's a sort of observation station, you can look at it. And what Tompkins is actually saying, and you can uh, astronomically look at this, is that there's a lot of planets out there in our solar system and others that have moons, and their moons don't rotate. So this is kind of a common theme throughout our cosmos, is that when you have a civilization like ours that hasn't made it interstellar yet, that hasn't made it cosmic, there'll be a moon around it. And that moon is basically the observation station for the planet. And it's like, a, you know, it's almost like a, a Switzerland. You can think of it in a way because there's an agreement between all who use it that nothing is going to happen. And within the, within these moons, these command center stations, there's, I mean, there's underground bases, there's facilities inside them. Okay, so you think the narrative as far as like the, the mainstream media, as I would say, and the, the mainstream thought is you can't have fake that. We didn't have the film technology. I know that's the big statement Ryan 
Reynolds is going around saying, and they've said forever. So you agree that it couldn't have been faked, but you think that they're lying or misleading I about think what Apollo, happened? Yeah, I think Apollo did get to the moon. Now, also on that same note, they found things there they didn't expect. They saw structures, things in the sky. You can even notice in some of the NASA photographs, some of the structures are kind of airbrushed out of it. But also it needs to be understood that NASA itself, see NASA was always the public. It was the public um, smokescreen, we could say. Yes, this is the greatest technology we have. Yes, this is all we can do is rocket technology and get you know only a few hundred thousand miles out into space. But this was very purposeful as well. And this is purposeful because for decades now, there have been technologies that have existed on this planet that humans have gotten in various ways and they've been developing in secret. Secret programs between aerospace contractors, intelligence agencies, and the government. And that's where NASA, now even recently privately with SpaceX and other public aerospace corporations like that, they've always been using this it's all rocket fuel. It's all jet fuel based technologies. I mean, this shit's hundred years old, you know, why, just like you mentioned at the very beginning, how do our cell phones evolve so fast? Like what, four years ago, we were using flip phones and razors. Now we got touchscreen iPhones and all this stuff. All this is evolving so fast, but on a mass level, we still have cars running on fuel. We still have rockets and planes using what Bernoulli's principle and all that. It's like, there has to be, it's kind of, it just seems almost I don't want to say obvious because a lot of people haven't been exposed to this information, but it's like once you are, it's like, wow, it's, it opens up all these, <laughs> the light bulb goes off. You know, wow, it's kind of obvious that, yeah, there might be technologies out there we're not told about. And then you take into account how many people have experienced things. And this is important because all these experiences people have, or they're always ridiculed away, they're always discounted. You know, people getting memories back from experiences as a child or seeing things in the sky, and they're just called crazy and, and, their testimonies are thrown out of there, but it's actually fascinating because many of these things in the sky that they're seeing might not even be ET, might be ours, you know? And it's kind of a, gets into an interesting scenario trying to figure out if it is one of ours or theirs, depending on where you're at and et cetera, but. Yeah, well, I think you're right about the energy and technology and stuff as far as, right. I think people, when they roll it out, they need to make a profit or figure out how to use it. Whereas a lot of people reference maybe Tesla energy and stuff, solar energy, stuff like that, where I get why it's not cost efficient. I get why Elon Musk is not expanding as much as he maybe could, but I'm not convinced that looking at the pharmacy industry, the food industry, it's 2018 and we're probably eating worse food than we did 150 years ago. Is that <laughs> yeah. because we evolved or is that because there's really twisted people at high levels who care about maybe profits or control more than they do uh, right. you know, our health? On that note, I want to say, so why, why do you think there is, a, you think there's a space base or a space force that we have? Do you think mm -hmm. we've gone back there since 1969 or whatever it was? Totally. I mean, with the idea of the moon not rotating at all, always facing the particular celestial body it's around. What's so you on don't the think it rotates like they say? Do you agree with like... Well, uh, it always, the same side always faces the earth. So the same side is always facing. So that leaves open the question, what the heck's on the backside of the moon? Do you, do you think the moon, because I know we're going to get into this in a second, there's the flat earth society that you actually don't agree with. So we could say it's a conspiracy theory beef. You got Jordan versus yeah. the flat earthers on, on, the, <laughs> on the fringe groups. No, but uh, do you think that the moon rotates like the, the scientists say, as far as like mainstream scientists, do you think it rotates around the earth? And do you think the earth is a globe? Yeah, totally. 
but you don't. I, I, mean, I yeah, it's just to me. I live in three D. I don't live in two D. So I look at everything spinning. Spinning is crucial. Angular momentum, and yeah, I could get into all that if you want to. But yeah. So what would you say to a flat earther? And maybe we'll set up a flat earth Jordan Sather debate. Mm. But uh, I, I think it was interesting. You pointed out on Twitter that they are verified. The flat earth society is verified. I find that very interesting for a media you know corporation group or social media group right it was like what was it? question at, anything but i think it was at flat earth org or something like that i'd never heard of this before but somebody pointed it out to me and i cracked up because it was it had a blue little check mark yeah they're, the they're literally verified organization what it, it just seemed off to me because you know that if you're going hardcore with your truth telling you're usually shadow banned if not censored and kicked off a platform so to have a blue check mark Pretty for, weird. Some, for something that that's unpop that unpopular when people bring up. So yeah, what do you think about that? Because I'm I'm so skeptical. I always tell people, I don't know. I have my own thoughts about yeah. the moon. But one thing is for sure is that I don't think the official narrative is true. That's all I really know. I've totally. never been to the moon. But the flat Earth has been intriguing me. But I haven't jumped on the ship where I'm like, yeah. The people who love flat Earth, they're kind of like cute people in a way no disrespect but like when you like flat earth they're trying to let you know and they're like i'll have an uber driver he's like the earth's flat i'm like yeah for sure for sure like he's like no people no no, are no. Passionate, man. It's people are passionate. i like it though because it's, it's definitely interesting but uh you know it's like if you if they believe in it my friends who do on their instagram story every day they got four things they're like it's freaking flat you you globe heads like they're always talking yeah. so much trash but uh some of the followers like definitely flat earth followers q followers man you've got ufo followers all over the board people are passionate and they like grip onto their belief systems and so why do you think <laughs> throw, they're wrong i know today yeah you explain why you're wrong but like how can you prove that they're they're wrong i guess you know that's my question it's like what you know you got to be you got to be open with their it? argument argument where do you think i look at it as like there? a delicate balance between being a rigid skeptic or being just someone who's really naive and gullible and the difference between these different you know, topics, though, what can you verify and what can you not verify? So when it comes to the flatter stuff, they'll bring up Operation High Jump. Now, for instance, Operation High Jump was a naval intelligence operation in 1947 where the Navy sent down basically 5,000 men and 40 ships to what they said scientifically explore Antarctica. Mm-hmm. But if the Navy is going to fully fund this and it has 5,000 men, that's not scientific. That's a military operation. So Admiral Byrd, who headed Operation High Jump, went down there and they encountered actually Nazi bases. They were going down there to snuff out Nazi bases under the ice in Antarctica based on intelligence that actually it was William Tompkins that was getting during World War II. So they go down there and... The Germans had actually been developing some of this technology quicker than the Americans were during World War II. And this technology involved flying saucer craft. It involved directed energy weapons, beam weapons. And essentially, the Germans were able to develop this a little faster than the Americans. So they had that in Antarctica, basically kicked the crap out of Admiral Byrd's uh, whole fleet, you know, sunk a destroyer or two, and Admiral Byrd had to retreat back to Chile. Where's the most oh. proof for that? Like, where, where is, is, there, is it written? Is there testimonials? Mm-hmm. Like, where? Yeah, there's, there's a Russian documentary. It's actually a really good documentary that was put out there on YouTube. You can find it's called 
the Third Reich and the UFO connection. And there's plenty of accounts out there from Admiral Byrd as well and stories, evidence about it. Admiral Byrd was actually on, before he got back to America and was sworn to secrecy, he gave one interview with a Chilean newspaper on his way back. And he was quoted as saying, the enemy has amazing craft that can fly from pole to pole, or they went from pole to pole at an amazing speed. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's what he said, pole to pole at an amazing speed. So with pieces of evidence like that, you know, that kind of shows you that with, his, with their aircraft that they were using, whatever they encountered was going far faster. It was using technologies and physics that uh, they didn't have. Well, I think it's a fact, too, that uh, I forget his name, Von Braun or whatever. It, our whole space program, wasn't it uh, created by a Nazi, like in the United States? The guy Essentially, who... Essentially, yeah. And I forget his name because they, they had a... I always bring this up and I find it strange. And I'm going to ask you because I don't know for sure. People tell me, oh, no, no, no. They were just good people who were just, you know, following Hitler. But it, it seems a little weird with uh, Operation Paperclip. You had 1,600, yeah. 1600 Nazi, you know, scientists, leaders, all this stuff literally come to the United States and work in the U.S. government. I think of it as like, say, ISIS, if they were even bigger and more powerful. We took 1,600 ISIS members. Next thing you know, they own the space program. They're big leaders. So do you think Nazis created our space program? And do you think they still? That's basically where it originated here. Check this out. So my laptop sitting on a book right now. Okay. (laughs) Antarctica's Hidden History. It's written by a man named Dr. Michael Sala. Great book to learn about. Really, because like you mentioned, I mean, getting back to the flat earth thing real quick, I think it's a total psyop. It's a total psyop to take us away from the truth about Antarctica that I was kind of describing. They say that Admiral Byrd went down there to find the dome or find the, he didn't go down there to find the dome. He went down there to snuff out some, you know, Nazis that (laughs) fortunately kicked his ass. Poor Byrd. But um, do you think they took over our government? Yes. So essentially, you know, getting back, getting into the history, say of the 20th century, the way I see it is that the deep state had, they were trying to get global control. You know, they installed the Federal Reserve here in 1913. They created the General Education Board, the American Medical Association. Like they started building up all these societal control systems in the real early 1900s over here. Over there in Europe, they, of course, the Nazi regime. And I'm not one that's going to say the Nazis were great people and were lied about Hitler. Like, no, I think there was a serious uh, crimes against humanity and brainwashing of the public that went on over there. Now, the thing is, the deep state, you know, they fund both sides of every war. They funded the Americans versus the, the Nazis. And the thing is, the Americans were kind of duped. There was a couple individuals at the very top, say Alan Dulles was one of them. He was working here he was the first director of the CIA in 1947. He was working in America before that. He had connections overseas. You look at Prescott Bush, the Bush family, these industrialists and investors that invested on both sides. So the Americans, though, they had a, uh, you could say more of a sense of patriotism, more of a sense of nationalism. And these Nazis were, there was some real, they had more evil control, I would say. But Okay, look, getting into Operation Paperclip, sorry, kind of going off on a tangent No, there. no, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah, going into Operation Paperclip, so essentially Operation High Jump that we were describing, the Antarctica thing, is crucial in that because obviously they say Amer- the Allies won. Yeah, the Allies won, the Americans won, they kicked ass in Europe, which they did. They had more tanks, they had more men. You know, America had a bigger industrial might, but the Nazis knew this, and they were planning for this for years before World War II. They knew they weren't going to be able to make as many tanks. 
So that's why they were hunting for this advanced technology. They were hunting for the, the, what you could call qualitative, the quality, not the quantity of technology. So they were using, uh, they actually found a man named Victor Schauberger who was working on some of the same physics as Tesla. I mean, this is the torsion-based physics that, I mean, again, flat earth, it, it totally takes you away from. So this torsion-based physics, when you counter-rotate electromagnetic fields, what can you do with that? Zero-point energy, you can kind of tap into that ether, that pervasive medium, whatever you want to call it, that everything exists in. So you can not only create extra electricity over unity, but you can also manipulate gravity. Electromagnetogravitic systems, these are called. And the Nazis were finding this information. They did it with Victor Schauberger. They also use, and man, I'm just one to tell you straight up. Like I tell you what I find. As crazy as it is, I'm just going to tell you what I find. No, this is going to be the most lit. This is going to be the most lit one by far. So most lit, man. Yeah, most lit. Uh, they found a channeler by the name of Maria Orsic, and she was a medium. She was very psychically gifted, and she was channeling her and a group of uh, young girls around her who were all extremely psychically gifted. They were channeling information from some species, some sort of entity or species that were wanting to give information to this world to uh, better it, essentially. They were essentially giving her schematics and blueprints and, and the mathematics to create space-based propulsion systems. Now, they were doing it for benevolent means, but the Nazis figured this out and ended up co-opting her sort of secret society she was working in into their own. There was a secret society called the Tool Society, T-H-U-L-E, Tool, and they were really the funders of Hitler. That's why Hitler didn't get to go to Antarctica. They just let his ass go to South America. He wasn't in the top ranks, you know. I was just so. going to say, I was going to say on that note, uh, the problem is, is they say Hitler, bad, Nazis, bad. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm not one to, like you said, oh, I'm not saying it's great, but it's, that's like a paint, the whole thing with a brush, like, oh, it's over. We got rid of it. It's over, but it's not true. Yeah, it ain't over. I, I always say I think Hitler didn't die and uh, he went to South America and uh, you know, people are like, why? There was a recent TV show made about that or some type of documentary that was actually put into the mainstream that was detailing how he went down to Argentina. Well, people thought that was crazy for a while and I, I heard some people say it, but then I did my own research. It's in even mainstream articles that uh, I think it was J. Edgar Hoover was looking for him in Argentina. So why would he look for someone that's not alive in Argentina? That's basic common sense, but that's why it's like Hitler, bad, Nazis, bad. They're so bad. Why did 1,600 of them come to the United States and work in yeah. high-level positions? Why did they create the space program? You know, what else were they yeah, doing? Yeah, because those bad tentacles were, you know, global, even at that time. Yo, do you want to get Angela Merkel DNA tested? I mean, I do. She that's a lot like Hitler, man. That's <laughs> It's an interesting one. That one, and they got the, the Trudeau. People think he's related to Castro. Oh, I've seen that one too. It's like nothing surprises me. Or Trump's me. reincarnation of Patton. Who knows, man? He looks a lot like Assange too, His or his uncle. What is John it? John G. Trump. Yeah, Assange. There you go, man. This is people, weird stuff. This people people think it's lit. crazy, but you got, <laughs> we got Trump in the White House. You got Dennis Rodman flying over to North Korea. At this point, it's, it's hard to really surprise me anymore. That, yeah. was a, that was an amazing detour onto Antarctica because I actually wanted to ask you what you thought about that because I, I find yeah. that whole timeline very interesting. But I want to ask a question. This is off of some of my findings and, and my um, just own kind of studying. 
do you think it's possible that the moon is translucent? I've seen some videos where people are looking at the dark side of the moon, which is supposed to be a shadow of where the moon is that you can't see. And they've kind of shown with a telescope that it looked like you could see stars through it. So there's a whole part of them are flat earthers. Some of them aren't, but there's some people that think the moon is translucent. Do you think that's? No, I think it's a. I think it's a physical body that was placed there. It was placed there. Who knows how long ago? You know, maybe a few hundred thousand, a few million. But do you think the moon is an energy source? A lot of women and and men, but a lot of women think they get their energy and their cycles yeah. from the moon. I personally, when I look at it, obviously I know that the narrative is it reflects light, and I'm not saying that that's that's not true. But sometimes I get the feeling that it's its own energy source that's totally like separate from the sun. You know, I think it was kind of placed here not only to observe us, but to influence us a little bit more. And you've got tides. I mean, I think we would naturally have tides without the moon, but having the moon there influences the rhythms of this earth to be more impactful. And I think that helps us evolve a little quicker. And that's what they wanted to accomplish. So, so I think the moon, yeah, all, all celestial bodies have a certain energy and do influence it in certain ways. I mean, astrology has become so watered down, just like so many different kind of new agey shit, all stuff out there is watered down. But I think astrology really does, in a deeper sense, have an impact on us. And I don't get too much into it, but I do notice, I do track space weather. People do tell me like, this is in retrograde or this is this and be careful of this. I'm just like, okay, cool, thanks, you know appreciate that you looking out but uh yeah yeah i would do i would say it definitely has an energy before we move on i want to i want to know because i want to ask a few other things what's your biggest proof that there's space forces what's your biggest proof that the moon is you know something that we've gone to to say dispel skeptics or flat earthers or people who just think a lot of people think it was staged or what's your biggest like set of proof, proof. To, to convince me or anyone of like why, why should I believe that there's space bases on the moon? Good question. I've been thinking about this quite a bit. The exact answer to what is proof and what is evidence. And people have been asking me that a lot. What is like, what evidence do you have? Where mm -hmm. is it? And I would say when you look at evidence, you want to look at different categories. There's different kinds of evidence. You have testimonial evidence, photographic ev evidence. You have corroborating evidence. This dot connects to that dot, connects to that dot. And you're just like, oh, logical deduction. So categorizing the evidence and then looking for it in different categories. Now, first, testimonial evidence. There is a shitload of testimonial evidence out there. And I mean, if you just try talking to anybody who's had experiences or might have been in programs, there's just there's stuff that gets out there. There's people on camera, on radio that just know a bit. They just know a tiny little bit, but they're putting their piece out there. Yeah. This is very important is because in in the military, just the military itself. It's so compartmentalized, so compartmentalized. Yeah, you could have Mr. Dr. PhD man over here working for NASA thinking we don't have technology to get to the moon anymore. But little does he know over here at Lockheed, over here at Boeing or TRW, they've got underground laboratories where they're working on propulsion systems that, you know, but you see what I'm saying? Like it's so compartmentalized. Yeah. No, absolutely. So what's the biggest so, set of evidence and proof like that you have? Like, right, so looking at the... Yeah. Sorry, getting back on track. No, Looking at the testimonial, there's uh, the Disclosure Project by Dr. Stephen Greer has great testimony in it. The doc I referenced that we just put out has Tompkins' testimony and the testimony of a, a few other individuals in there. So look that up. I mean, you can find plenty even on YouTube. 
of evident testimonial now photographic there has been photographs again if you just google if you google the right keywords keywords are important you know this information's out there it's just knowing how to find it so cigar shaped ufo craft or google tr3b or google you know black triangles and it takes a keen mind to discern which ones are fake and which ones are real some are obviously faked but there are real photographs out there and Again, there's just so much disinformation purposely put out there to muddy the waters, but we do have photographic evidence. We do have documentary evidence from the government even. And one man I work with, his name's Dr. Robert Wood. He's somewhat became of like a document authenticator in a way and an expert at authenticating anything people send him. And uh, we're also, a group I'm working with is working on a, a tour encrypted document dumping service, kind of like WikiLeaks for, for anybody that might be kind of aerospace oriented that might want to get information out there. So there's some kind of documentary evidence that shows, most of it's older, that shows the beginning of these programs. Say we've had craft that crashed that we obtained. Um, there's documents that suggest that. Most of it's from the 60s and 70s. Once these programs really went black, the the liabilities, like paper and stuff written down like that uh, they didn't deal with anymore and there's also uh, corroborating evidence look at how much money is missing the amount of money missing from the Department of Defense budget and this is something that you can't deny the inspector general put out a report in three years ago detailing 6.5 trillion and what they call misadjustments they were oh, sure. unsupported adjustments they use whatever kind of <laughs> jargon they kind of can but well, a lot of people think they're just stealing it that's what the flat earthers think they think NASA's yep. pocketing all the money that it doesn't well, they are they are pocketing it but you're not i mean if you're a trillionaire you're gonna build some shit if you have access to it i mean it's not they're just they're, like they're gonna sit there with all sorts of zeros in their bank account it, they're gonna build this stuff out so you look at wow donald rumsfeld day before 9-11 admitted to 2.3 trillion to 6.5 trillion in 2015 to some even say maybe upwards of 20. I don't know about that, but it's somewhere between six and maybe even 20 trillion that's gone and the Pentagon's never been audited. But here's a couple interesting things on that. Now that we brought the missing money up, there is the very first, what they say, it hasn't been in the mainstream media much, but it has been, and it has been announced by military officials. They're auditing the Pentagon. I know, so, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they're auditing the Pentagon. The <laughs> findings are supposed to come out November 15th in just a couple weeks here. Wow. I don't know if they will or not or, or how that's going to turn out. But that's why I don't get, I mean, you know, I have a lot of friends that don't like Trump and they, they like, don't they? I'm like, dude, he's, our, even if half of the stuff he's done is legit. Right. When have you seen someone try to audit the feds? When have you seen someone end a billion dollar program? When have you seen someone even call out the fit? Like Trump's doing totally federal reserve even exactly. It's and nuts. it's like, it's Trump. And it's this whole team of people in the military around him that are just sick. They're sick of the deep state shit. And they're like, we're going to end this. And they're ending it in every single way. And, and it's a, they're doing a quick job. Like it's a, it's a long game they're really playing, but they're doing it as fast as they can. Yeah, people are like, to me, I'm, you know, even with like lock them up or stuff, one, I need to see the evidence of what they've done and if they have a real, because I don't want to lock someone up that doesn't, but you think this stuff, all, all of the world's ills, all of the wars, you think he's going to do it in a year? You're out of your mind. Like, they're like, oh, it's not fast enough. I'm like, bro, he's done more <laughs> stuff in two years than anyone's done in 50 plus years. Like, 
that's not enough for you? Like, it, it makes me sad because I'm like, man, what if I, oh, go do, like, I, I didn't right. hear the world of every disease in two years. I'm sorry. Like, they, they have such crazy expectations for it. Yeah. Do you, do you realize what the agency, the CIA, has accomplished in the last 60 years? So that's not just going to get taken down overnight. And it's fascinating to see how much work has been done with, with Trump and his military intelligence against everything. I mean, on one end, they're playing a huge PR game because what they're telling to the mainstream media and the public is 0.001% of it. And then all this behind the scenes is just, woo, it's crazy. I have a question on back on the moon real quick because the biggest mainstream argument and one thing that made me question besides all the other stuff made me skeptical. I used to like Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson and I think they both like really exposed how egotistical yo, yo. and hateful Bill they Nye. are. Chill Nye, the yo, Democratic Nye, Party the spy guy. No, but it, Dude. Not, their arguments got so whack and then like, like even to the flat earth, like, okay, explain why it's not. He's like, I don't even want to explain. I want to say that I want to create an education system that you can't even think that way. That's not a way to convince me. I'm like, Jordan, tell me the evidence. And you're like, oh, I don't want to tell you. I want to indoctrinate you so you can't even possibly question me. I'd be like, bro, but that's the type <laughs> of stuff that they're on. But uh, they say their main argument that everyone says uh, is there's no way that every country can possibly cover this stuff up. And part of me is like, that's, that is a good, that is a really good argument where it's like, right. how would Russia, United States, China, how would every country hide this stuff? What do you think about that? Cool. Good question there. So thinking of it as a country thing, first of all, is uh, not a really way to think about it. How do I want to explain this? Countries aren't let in on the, on the truth. So, I mean, all presidents, even American presidents throughout history, not all of them have been read in on the programs. So when it comes to a country thing, like a lot of these leaders, a lot of these board directors in the countries, they're just not told. They're not told even at the highest levels. They're not told of these things. And not only that, but this goes into the idea of deep state secrecy tactics. How do they keep things secret? Well, they blackmail. They pay you off or they get some sort of incriminating evidence on you set you up in a room, there's a video camera, who knows what happens in the room, boom, they've got you by the balls for life. But That's everybody, what happens. Every country and every person, you think they could get- No, not every them? person. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it depends. Like 99.9% .9 of people are just blissfully unaware. They're blissfully unaware of what's going on. If you are in the programs, you're in the programs. But and you don't think one person, because my thought is like, they're like, oh, they got everyone by the balls. Like me personally, or like I, even if they got me, like, I don't know if I could just live my whole life a lie. Like, you know, uh -huh. if, if it was that, if it was and that real, and I was sure about it, where I'd just be like, you know what, F it, like this is happening, yeah. and then like go run or something. And what if anybody is in these programs and they start talking, they are monitored. They are monitored. A lot of the people that have testimonial evidence out there, even on YouTube, the stuff that hasn't been sanitized yet or taken off, a lot of them have dealt with whatever it is, gang stalking, threats, physical violence to them, you know, whatever the case is, they will do things to shut you up. So do you think that's changing now with Trump in office? Do you think that it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's becoming the, the white hats, the alliance behind the scenes. They're getting a lot more power. They're getting a lot more, uh, well, one of their guys is in office. Trump is in office. We didn't get Hillary. Thank God. So they were able to get Donald Trump in office and start getting more power and more access, right? So it's not as dangerous for the 
deep, deep researcher bringing out those hardcore truths like, you know, we could go into the list, but basically the truths that people are killed for. Dead doctors, dead inventors, dead, you know, people talking about the dark occult stuff. So whatever the case is, it's getting a lot safer for those kind of people. I'll reference um, the testimony of a guy. His name is Max Spears. You ever heard of him? I did. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, he, uh, we put some of his testimony in that in Above Majestic. And he, uh, some people that I know were, you know, I, I know his ex fiance. I know some of the people that were the last ones to talk to him. He died at the age of, God, he was in his young 30s. He was coming forward with his testimony of being in a military abduction program and getting some of his memories back after being mind swiped and what really gone on. He was in one of the super soldier programs and he came forward. He was talking at different events and on the internet, he was found dead in 2016 and they found black goo coming from him. I, I read about yeah. that. And that's, that's even in mainstream news where it's it, even in mainstream news and the investigation still ongoing. I think recently some of the investigators were taken off of the investigation, something weird going on, but yeah, they will. There are ends they will go to to shut people up. But luckily, we're we're a couple years on, and yes, with better people getting into office, the military, white hat, good guys in the military, getting more power and more control. Yeah, it's getting safer, which is great. And they're also helping on a mainstream level. You know, since they have Donald Trump in office. And a little bit more control of, of course, they don't have control over the mainstream media propaganda, but, you know, they're, they're getting their assets into place. They're working to clean up even the mainstream media. So a lot of this stuff is going to move from the underground to the mainstream. And even a lot of the famous people, famous people in musicians and sports figures and rappers and stuff like that, they're going to get more, well, A, they're going to start seeing a lot of this stuff, but get more, um, we could say courage themselves, but but uh, access, or they'll let they'll let be talk about these things. You know, didn't uh, didn't Jaden Smith share one of your posts, right? Jayden. Yeah, he shared a vaccine post of mine, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of celebs that uh, you know it's 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 a new time. People planted seeds in the past, and now for the first time, I think we're being at least able to have these conversations. Because regardless of what's true and what's not, it's like something's going on, you know, for sure, and it's been. Yeah it's been kind of controlled for a while. So I think that's one of the best things about this era is everything's kind of open besides of course the PC pushback and the censorship, which is totally real. Last move question. I said that twice, but I have one more. Censorship. <laughs> Elon Musk. Said the C real, is Elon Musk in your perspective, real deal, psyop, good guy, bad guy, phony, like really doing it? What Dude, do you think? I, I will just put some questions out there. I have no idea. You know, I have no idea, but a what did he call his car company tesla. tesla yeah what's it what's it working on okay you got to plug it in rechargeable batteries but you got to plug it in what was tesla actually working on 80 years ago stuff you didn't have to plug in they could just absorb energy from everywhere so douche move elon not gonna lie <laughs> that some people say okay he's just you know he can't bring these technologies public because this reason and that reason, I'm just like, it's, I don't know, lame excuses to me. 
It's he's interesting. Still he's still working on rocketry. He's still working on rocket technology, which again, 100 years old, doesn't work with these electrogravitic systems, that blah, blah, blah. So, no, I think NASA, I think anything using rockets, anything focused on rockets is just a smoke screen and the people involved are either ignorant or they're scared or uh, it's pretty much it, scared to work on these technologies. And I think the creation of the Space Force is really the, uh, the subversion, you know, because that brings up an important topic with the internet, with how much people are waking up on social media. People are starting to figure out what's going on with these technologies and the sciences and, oh my gosh, the missing money and all this stuff. Like disclosure is happening. It's going to happen regardless if the president or this famous person or this politician does it or not, like disclosure is coming. So they're trying to, uh, there's a lot of, outlets, organizations, figures out there that are plants that are trying to maintain that, maintain the status quo in certain ways, keep everybody divided. So it's interesting you said that about Tesla because a big uh, argument from conservatives that unfortunately gets blocked out because liberals and I've always like I'm environment space and stuff, but liberals have this weird thing. If you question anything they're doing, they like want to silence you and they're like, it's not true. But conservatives have been saying for a while that they're plugging uh, the Tesla's in which power wise, it's actually, and the creation wise, it's actually really not helping the environment as much as you would say, because it's, it's taking in some cases, coal, even more energy. Yeah. And in some cases just to create and fuel and fund, it's like, not only is it running off government subsidies, which conservatives can't stand. They, they always get mad when I post Elon, they're like, no, but I see what they're saying. It it is still, it's not complete solar. Totally. You're plugging it in. Even talking about these alternative energy technologies that are always, pushed onto us in the mainstream, solar energy is horribly inefficient, horribly inefficient. Plus mining all the metals for solar, which takes a lot and mining, making the huge propeller fans that are horribly inefficient. They're just ugly on the hillside. It's I weird mean, that liberals don't want to talk about that. You bring that up and you're like, here, it takes this to coal, even like say ve- certain vegan foods. Like if you're doing mass producing, it's like, okay, it takes this much water for almond milk. Don't tell me that. I just want to pretend yeah. like I'm doing a good job. And it's like, it's that's t- consciousness, man. If you're offering not- more consciousness to them and they don't want it. They get the cognitive, cognitive dissonance and run away. One thing I like about Elon that made me trust him more, because I'm not going to lie, with all the space stuff, I thought a lot of it looked fake. But once again, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to be like, oh, it's fake. It's for sure fake. I don't know. But it looked, what made me trust him more was one, he started kind of going against the media, telling the truth, and they can't stand that. And also, he he was saying about like, they were like, oh, are you going to get this technology for these robots? And he's like, to be honest, man, he was like, if I even get it, they're going to come at me with gunpoint. Some government's going to steal it from me. I was like, that sounds like something that someone, would, <laughs> if he was a plant, I yeah. don't think he would tweet that unless he's just rogue, like doing a bunch well, of- Well, again, a lot of, these, a lot of these people in these positions, they either see the writing on the wall or the, you know, maybe the puppet strings are cut and they're allowed to do a few more things than they used to be. So is Elon, you know, when it comes to Elon Musk, I would say- I like what he's doing, but to me, it doesn't even really matter, you know, because I'm focused on what's been happening for 60 years already. It's not as big of a deal. I'm focused on Lockheed over here. I'm focused on Boeing and the Air Force and the CIA. So again, it's just kind of a smokescreen. I like that he's, his Twitter makes me laugh. He he cracks me up on Twitter. And uh, like he was, like you were saying, he jabs at the media. But again, to me, it's like a non-issue. What do you think about, um, not Travis Barker, the other guy from Blink-182? Tom he's, D. 
Tom, D, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to say mine real quick because Joe had them on. Do it. And I thought the funniest thing about Joe's following, and, and they, they were like, there's no way he could be working with the CIA. There's no way. And I'm thinking it's like, you, you see how Trump won the election. They don't – like the people they have in place are not like that relatable. So it's not that outlandish to me that they're like, <laughs> yeah. Link-182 guy, yeah, we're going to use him to disclose stuff. People are like, there's no way that could happen. It's not that hard. I mean, look, I mean, the Democrats ran Hillary and lost to Donald Trump. It's, it's not like they have a bunch of people. Like, so they see somebody that's kind of cool and they're like, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, my thought is Joe's like, there's no way they'd pick you. And I'm like, why not? Like, they, you know, what's up? There's great? all these behind the scenes, the, in the agency and in these, whatever families and these board directors own things, they're trying to find their puppets. Well, they do. They have all sorts of little puppets out there in not only the mainstream world, but in the alternative realm. And like, even in the truther communities, they have these puppets and they're trying to manage the disclosure. They're not wanting people to come together and share all their information, bring information about this topic and this topic. That's like, they're trying to funnel people into different, different rooms and keep them separate. Cause then that way they can stifle as much as they can. And about Tom DeLong, man, I don't know why the heck he's, he's all for the CIA and just so many things they're doing makes me question. And it's like this, this business venture. It seems more like a business venture. Quite honestly, what I think they're doing is stacking the chips for themselves. Cause I think the people behind whoever's managing that Tom DeLong to the stars thing, I think they already have access to some sciences and maybe some metamaterials or technologies that are, next level stuff but just a tad bit like just a tiny little bit hardly any and they're gonna bring it out through to the stars and try to make money off of it they're gonna try to invest maybe a few million now stack the chips and that'll turn into companies wanting to invest billions just a few years down the road like trying to position themselves to be a new spacex or maybe like virgin exactly exactly and that'll be the way that the deep state is trying to manage disclosure of this stuff one of the ways, you know, they have a lot of cards that I'm sure they're stacking that they want to play with this, maybe this group or this puppet, you know what I'm saying? Mm, not but an interesting perspective. That yeah. could be one thing they, they could be trying to do with Tom DeLonge. And truly, when you look at it, it's just like the information that they're bringing out and they're, they're I'll be on it, you know, I, I tell it straight up. They're kind of a joke to everybody in like the ufology community because of the lack of substance and the information that they're not sharing and... They just don't talk like you literally can't even get a hold of Tom DeLonge. And here he is getting like awards for best person looking into UFOs, like weird stuff. You can't even get a hold of him. So why is he isolating himself? Why is he working with certain questionable names? What the heck's really going on there? There's a, there's a lot of questions. I love Joe Rogan, but I, I found it just so weird that his whole, like most of his following was like, oh, this guy's such a joke. And it wasn't like he's a joke. Like I don't, but they were like, there's no way he could be working with them. And I was like, no, he's probably working with them. It's not that, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the, the, tough. the questions they were asking, it's not, they weren't right. And I was like, man, it's just sad to me to see such a woke group of people be like, not that woke. Like there's levels. Yeah. Like, well, it's literally not- when you look at Tom DeLonge's like team on the, to the stars website, you've got dudes that used to contract for the CIA on there. Yeah. It's how ha- it's happening. Like, it's like, it's, that's not the question. People, you got to get to a certain <laughs> point or you're not like, people are so surface level. Right. Like, I'm like, that's the, that's the thing that unless like, this is the thing that's winning it though, unless you're grinding on the underground, just like you and I are. That's why they're trying to clamp down on social media as much as we can because all these people that are coming together and doing interviews and sharing stuff on Twitter and YouTube and like they are trying to clamp down on that 
for sure so they can all the people will be funneled into these like mm -hmm. i said the rooms absolutely so, totally and it, it's it's about taking that deep in that in the substance it's taking the substance and trying to bring as much of that substance into the mainstream as possible and not let it get taken away i mean sometimes if you do a project say a documentary or something like this that uh, might end up with this streaming surface service you might have to water it down a little bit right make it accessible for the normies as they say but keep trying to get as much of that hard-hitting information out there into the consciousness as you can and just wake people up get them ready to accept our freaking evolution because that's what we're we're like do or die right now i'm sure you're seeing because god riots violence our food systems our biosphere we've got geoengineering trails over our head every single day it's like it's do or die so so it's a strange time for sure i want to ask a few personal questions they're not that man. personal but uh I want to say, where do you get your strength and inspiration from? Because the stuff you're doing is very counterculture. It's very, some would say, risky. People say to me, I don't like that energy. I hate, oh, you're, you're going to get threatened. I was like, don't bring those vibes to me, you know, because I'm not even yeah. saying that much. But at the same time, I'm like, don't, don't even bring that energy near me. But where do you get your strength and inspiration from? Ooh, I'm an alchemist, man. I get my strength and information from the dark, from seeing people suffer, from seeing people like not potentiate themselves. They have the mindset of victimhood and of self-defeat and they talk so bad about themselves. They talk so bad about other people. I'm like, we don't have to live like that. You know, we don't have to live like that. I see what's possible and I see what's been done. Like we could have a society that is freaking fantastic and we've got people over here just squibbling, squabbling, you know, wiping their ass. Who knows what they're doing? Like get on your game, get the nonsense out of the picture we don't have to be defeating ourselves and berating other people let's just come together and figure this information out call for it <clears throat> on a public level and start evolving us so i guess it's just seeing it's kind of been my life for the past six or seven years just seeing people hurt and like not wanting that and at the same time inspiration from people i really like people who have uh succeeded on their own coming from the underground so like hip-hop artists mm. self-produced self-taught indie hip-hop artists that just spit truth and they get a following and they do badass stuff or maybe like other youtubers other youtubers that were able to build their own businesses that were moral ethical they were fulfilling their own life purpose following their bliss and they made it work they were able to support themselves still you know utilize our this nonsense money system we have where we still have to deal with it and make ends meet. So do you feel like you couldn't not do it? Cause people always ask me like, how do you talk about politics? Cause I don't, I, to be honest, like this conversations I'm having a blast and uh, I don't really like politics. I'm more like, I'm, I'm like thinking about it from psycho psychology. It's fun that Trump's switching stuff up, but like, I really yeah. don't, but people say, how do you do it? And I, my thought is like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like I've, I've done other work and it's great. I'm not hating on it, but like, I can't like lie. Like even like I was talking about before, yeah. I just can't, it's not like, I don't know if I could do it and I don't know if I could know that it's not right, have questions and then like self-censor myself or go down a path. Like, you know, I, I don't know any other way. I can't help. I'm myself. a lot. I'm a lot like that in a way where politics on one end just like grinds my gears. Like I don't want to bother with it because it's drama, but at the same time, and I think we both feel this way, it's necessary. It's necessary because that is what's going on. And yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. But if we don't deal with all that crap, then it's still just going to 
sit in the corner over there, you know? So on one end, I just see every, the world as a game. This is just like a big cosmic game, big joke and just have fun with it. You know, Oh, this is happening. Oh, this person's saying this thing. And you, you're it, like, you're curious. You're curious. Like I'm curious. You just want to know what's going on. So you're always trying to research and like play chess in your head trying to see what's going on on a <laughs> behind the scenes of what they're telling us. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but you just don't let yourself get attached to it, attached to outcomes. I think that's why people get get fed up with politics is because they have these expectations that the world is so beautiful and there's no evil people out there, or they also have expectations like it's all bad. You know, that's kind of a psyop too. Everybody in the government's bad. Everybody in the military is bad. Mm. No, it's not a black and white world like that. Yes. You, you have faith that there's good people on the inside that are working for us. But at the same time, if something doesn't happen or you have to wait a little longer, you just don't, you don't let that get you down, you know? All, all good stuff, man. Like yeah. mindset, expectations. These are things outside of politics that can either change your life or ruin your life. Because every day, millions of good things happen. Millions of bad things happen. What do you totally. focus on? How do you, how do you uh, interpret it? Your Twitter bio says a conduit of cosmic consciousness. What does that mean? Yeah. What you? does that mean? That's a good question. I've been reading this book. I'll pull it up. It's called Cosmic Consciousness. And it was a book that was written in like, shoot, 100 years ago, 110 years ago. All the best books before 1970, trust me. And this one, it, uh, hold up, Kindle. It was written by a dude. Now, have you ever had a near-death experience? Nobody know anybody who has? Um, not close enough to be like that serious, but. Not, you ever done psychedelics? Yes, I've done. Yes. So <laughs> it's that idea, cosmic consciousness. It's cracking open your, you know, all you're seeing right here from your individual perspective and being able to, you know, access that pineal gland or, or crack open into that metaphysical realm and start playing in that. And this guy who wrote this book, really old guy's names, I don't even know his name. He was a friend of Walt Whitman, Richard Maurice Buck. That's the book right there. Oh, that's not a book. Anyway. Okay. The uh, front page didn't come up. Anyway, uh, he had this experience one night where he essentially cracked open his consciousness, you know, Kundalini, whatever you want to call it, and had kind of an out-of-body experience. And when, you, when that happens, I mean, most people come back from what near-death experiences like, oh my God, all I saw was light. It was all beautiful. Like that's kind of what we're striving for here. Yeah. And, done, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say he, uh, he was, it was just a funny way he, he did it. You know, some people there do it with intense meditation, other people, certain ritual practices, some people psychedelics. He was literally just, uh, talking with Walt Whitman one day. It was like a group of guys sitting around just like philosophizing so hard. He was driving home, just like thinking so hard. And he just like DMT release in his brain and he had a, he went into that trance state. So that's a conduit of cosmic consciousness. It's kind of embodying the idea that we all get our knowledge from this mental force. It's like Nikola Tesla said, all these, a lot of these inventors, people who just get information, they're like, it doesn't come through me. I'm just the conduit for it. All this information that I'm spouting to you, it's, up, it's something that you can find and you can do on your own as well. So 
it's not really about me. It's just about what I'm bringing. Got you. I, on that note with the DMT release, I talked to someone recently that was doing the Wim Hof breathing method. Nice. And, uh, he had a, he said he had a DMT experience just off that. And I was like, Whoa, I got to look into that. The, uh, Wim the Hof breathing, getting that diaphragm truly expanded. Um, it's funny you bring that up, you know, that delves into electricity in a way in that we live in an electric universe. We're electric beings. And every time we breathe, we're getting an oxygen to electrify our bodies and our typical lives. We spend behind a desk, behind a car. So not only, not only is our posture totally forward and doesn't, mm. it doesn't allow us to breathe deeply with every single breath. So, especially we're with cell phones, that, yeah. We're always in that fear state too. We're always in a, just a trauma based mass mind control system. And when people are in a traumatized state, they don't breathe deeply. <laughs> they breathe from their chest. So we are literally physically, not only mentally, but physically ingrained to live in a fearful state. So being able to breathe, do breathing practices every single day, mm. not only are you balancing your musculature system out, but you're, uh, you're able to relax yourself and get more, you could say, energy, electricity into your body. And I could totally see that being possible. It might sound crazy to some, like, oh, wow, he just DMT released and he what, psychedelic trip off breathing. But if you, you know, if you're focused enough, why not? Yeah, DMT is a, well, a reportedly in every living thing and it's in your brain. So if you could take mm -hmm. it from an outside source, I'm, I'm sure you can get it from an inside source. For people listening on go. Apple or Google or YouTube, let's do uh, four breaths, four deep breaths so everyone can breathe deeply, at least if they're listening to it. And then I'm going to ask the last two questions. All right. Four, let's do it. Even that's got to be a level up in the day, you know, even like, even like one, I think about that all the time. When I take a deep breath, I'm like, man, I just went 12 hours and didn't even do that one time. It's not a good play. It's kind I'm of ironic. A lot of people overthink meditation. They overthink something where you're not supposed to think at all. And they're like, where, where do I do it? How long do I do it for? How do I, how do I sit? Just, just, just lay down. Just, just breathe right there. Do it for two minutes. That's it. That's all you need to do. <laughs> anything everything even with working out i friends what do you do this or that to be honest do more than you did yesterday do in 10 minutes instead of zero minutes do 50 any little bit's gonna have an effect if you could crush two hours that's great but one deep breath is better than none 10 is better than zero any yeah. sort of vibe like that i want to ask you and you can answer at your own will or whim who do you think is the most overrated expert or leader and who do you think is the most underrated expert or leader overrated pick a pick a topic i mean there's so many overrated any anything when you search that you find in the first five pages of google is probably <laughs> overrated <laughs> like, <laughs> that's news, a good answer. Uh, cnn nbc washington post new york Times. Oh, we'll go we'll go health yeah health overrated dude anything coming out of the FDA, you know, they often say 
this study out of Stanford or this study out of, but what's funny is that it's been consolidated into five media corporations, you know, over the last 50 years, it's also been consolidated into the top five medical publishing journals and the top five science publishing journals. I mean, everything's really been consolidated into the top five. So I would say find whatever comes from that, like top five. You think like, I'm not saying the information's wrong, but how they might be framing the context of the information might be wrong. What about the, the, co themselves? the coconut oil thing that the FDA did or whatever? Or it's going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. Or it's not good it's for not you. It's not going to kill you. There's this, uh, there's this remedy that I use. It's called MMS. And the chemical name for it is chlorine dioxide. And it's just a compound that's, that uh, sanitizes. It sanitizes your surface. You can rub it on your skin. It'll kill bacteria and pathogens on your skin. You can take it internally too which is why the FDA doesn't like it because of course, but uh, the FDA says that it's a bleach and it'll kill you as if it's a Clorox bleach, but it's not. Chlorine dioxide is a way different compound than what's in Clorox. I've taken lots of drops of chlorine dioxide. If it was a bleach, I'd be dead. So it's just hilarious to me that they would say it's a bleach to kill you, but it's not at all. It can do wonderful things for you. And their parental advisor, parental advisor and research advisor, because I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to just check my bases in case somebody eats something and says, Jordan told yeah, me. Yeah, you'd be really it. careful with that stuff. That is good. It can, uh, they'll say Jordan told me to do it. A lot of a process. Look into a, everybody out there, go look into Jim Humble. All right. Jim Humble he is great with MMS research. Who's the most overrated in the truth or conspiracy theory community? Overrated. Dude. That's difficult. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. And pick one or two. Pick one or two. It's like they all have, they're all useful. That's the thing. Every, every single outlet is useful. Some people say don't read mainstream media. Like, no, I read mainstream media every single day. You know, you, you just get skillful at finding what information that, wouldn't be their agenda to lie to us about. So it's probably truthful. And what is untruthful? And the same thing in the alternative realm too. So like I listen to Alex Jones, not quite as much, really hardly anymore. But once upon a time I did, I took from him what I needed and then went elsewhere for other stuff. There's Gaia, that that conscious streaming platform, conscious yeah. Netflix, whatever. Yeah. Gaia, I've went and filmed a show with Gaia. I still have a Gaia account. I watched some documentaries on there from time to time. But I understand they're trying to buy up as much content as they can. There's some stuff they don't say. There's some things they do say. It might be, you know, I understand that Gaia is a corporation. They are Gaia. So yeah, I saw you going at them. But it see, depends on who you're talking to because they might see this false idol in their mind and be like, you know, that person kind of lied about that and a lot of things they don't say. So it just depends. It depends on the individual and who they hold dear to their hearts. There's so many people that they're, you know, attachments, attachments are dangerous. Don't hold these people near and dear to your hearts. Cause trust me, they're humans. They're humans. They more than likely have hangups just like other humans do. And whew, you'll, you'll go, people, you'll go with people on Twitter sometimes. And we all do. I think it's like a platform where you just go, you just go, but yeah. I like talking to you because like, you know, in, in a, in a talking platform, not, I'm not saying you're not on there, but like you're super, super reasonable and you have like, you know, key things that I look for to anybody that's a leader or something, which is, uh, you know, common sense, which is like the ability to 
consider, you know, consideration, I think is one of the most underrated things. Some people are so sure, whereas uh -huh. you'll make statements and stuff off the evidence that you have. But whenever, you know, put against the test, I find that you're very considerate and, and it's, it's pretty rare. So I appreciate that in you and our Yeah, it's just with the internet, it's just banter. Like I think if you look at it as being banter, it, just have fun with it. You know, the internet's a tool. You can definitely go into deep, dark, nasty corners of the internet, but you can <laughs> utilize it for amazing educational purposes and just to have fun with it too. So I don't think enough people have fun with the internet anymore and share enough hilarious memes and, and have jokes and stuff like that. And that's why I like following you too, is that you're just like, I don't care. I heard about this. You're authentic and you, you make jokes and have fun with it. It's a good time. I had to delete because someone was trying to frame me as a neo-Nazi, but I said, because they had the Blexit, black exit. I said I was making a Wexit, the white exit from communist Marxist ideology for white people. And then I said that Trump needs to have an all white summit. I'm totally joking, but I'm also kind of like poking fun at the all black segregated stuff. Uh -huh. And I just, I thought it was hilarious, but some like progressive was like, dude, do you need any more proof he's a Nazi? I was like, bro, what are you following me for a year? To find, because I never seen him retweet me. You followed me for a year to wait one time I made a joke and try to frame me as a freaking Nazi. Right. It's obviously a joke, bro. You think I'm really going to put a, org, a white Wexit organization together? Like, I don't got better things to do. Yeah, I've been called, a, I've been called an alt right Nazi. Somebody tried to say that I was spreading Nazi subliminal messages in a presentation of mine one time. And I laughed so hard, so hard, because the only thing I did, I had one slide that was of Hitler and it was of the quote about the big lie, like make a lie so big that they wouldn't even think of not believing it. Facts. That kind of idea. That's exactly. And I was just describing that's what they were going to do. It's like, it's such a big lie. <laughs> and then I moved on. I wasn't trying to paint the Nazis in any good light. I was actually like exposing their propaganda right there. Yeah. And some people went on like radio shows and elsewhere and tried to say that I was like this alt-right Nazi subliminal messages like what? everybody wants to talk Big. about nazis but nobody right. wants to talk about nazis you know like me and you will get right. actual nazi thing we're so, like dude they're here they came after <laughs> under operation paperclip they're in like the medical and the media and the freaking the cia was freaking filled with them man <laughs> I, I told some dude because he was like he thinks trump's a nazi but he was like you don't talk about operation paperclip ever i was like bro i just shared a link about it last week but also i don't have to talk about it every week i've, I've mentioned it a few times i've mentioned it more than anyone else has it's real they have a wikipedia about it like he's like trump's a nazi he's part of operation paperclip you're part of it because you support him and i'm like bro that's a leap my man like you know we'll find yeah. out who's who but like that's like some the way people try to frame everything but 90 percent of people talk about nazis they're literally just like privileged like kids on cell phones with starbucks who are like i don't agree with your conservatism and you're like i don't like taxes i'm sorry that you think i'm a nazi because i don't want to get taxed I'll always give them the benefit of the doubt. Like they don't know me. I don't know them. I'm sure if we had a three hour conversation, this would all be good. But if you start seeing a pattern, if you start seeing that same account comment on your thing all the time, and maybe that account has some like cartoon avatar. And then you click on that account and you see that it was just created in like September, mm. October, nice. 2018. you're like, nice. Oh, that's a troll. That's a, that's a paid troll. That's a, if it's just created, totally. Yeah. And it, I think the same like thing about social media science and how to figure out paid trolls and who's a disinfo agent and how to like mess with the algorithms and whatnot, like fly under the censorship radar. I think the same thing if they just created and, and I, I can look at their history and tell how real they are, or if they're just really angry and new, who do you think's underrated? Cause that was part of the question too, as far as in the health community, in the truther conspiracy community, who's underrated? 
dude in health. I'm a big fan of Paul Check's work and anybody that follows Paul Check, C-H-E-K. He has an institute there in Southern California where he's a, he's a holistic healthcare practitioner, but he also has his own independent certifying institute. And it's just the deepest health research. Anybody who follows his stuff is great. You ever heard of J.P. Sears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, J.P. Sears, he's a Czechie. Elliot Hulse is a Czechie. Jason Kristoff, Troy Casey. Um, and they're all great, you know, sources of information themselves too. So I'd say that group. And I'm a big fan of this website called Green Med Info. Okay. Green Med Info is really cool for health. He's, uh, it's owned by a naturopath named Sayer G and has created this database of like thousands and thousands of scientific articles on all sorts of natural health stuff on vitamin C helping with this or calcium helping with this or even, you know, fluoride research and vaccine research and whatnot. So it's, it's huge. People say there's not evidence. It's like, eh, there is if you search for it. So I would say there and then shoot in the truther community. I don't know. It gets into a topical thing. Like there's so many that are blowing up through Twitter and through, through YouTube that it's really cool to see. And, uh, I, I would have no idea. It'd have to be a topical thing. I know you, uh, you're really skeptical to the, the Q group, which I understand, you know, it's, uh, people like, are very passionate about it. Yeah. But, I like the, uh, I like the research and I, uh -huh. I but I guess what I don't like is how it's become such a big movement where it's like, if you question it or, and I understand because some people yeah. are trying to destroy it, but they like, they kind of jump to certain things where it's like, I'm always just like, make sure you're really sure. But that, you know, exactly. before you kind of crush somebody. There are, yeah. And that's, and I'm glad that you continue saying that. Cause I try to as much as I can as well. It's like, even if people, people like to claim to the label. So whether it's Q, whether it's, I'm a conservative, whether it's, I believe in this and you're different. So you, you don't, so you're different, but uh, there's a lot of great people taking the Q information making connections and then they have they put it out on twitter and it's it's doing great stuff i mean i just saw literally about an hour ago before we filmed here there was somebody i'll drop their twitter line it's in the matrix with three x's he he didn't make it he found it on 8chan actually it was one of the anons on 8chan they made this video that was a jobs not mobs video like a minute long donald trump just tweeted it a couple hours ago and it was made from one of these non. So it's like, it's creating such a awesome community, underground grassroots subculture research movement. Yeah. And there's a lot of great uh, Q folks out there, but at the same note, you know, it's all, everybody has their own strengths. Like come to me for maybe some space perspective, a little bit of health stuff, maybe a little bit of Q. I'm not going to go as deep into a lot of other subjects as some other people. You know, some people are deep into the, shoot astrology stuff for this or that, or I kind of like to know a lot about a little and a little about a lot. Like I like to go big picture and thread all the things together, but then there's certain things that just interest the heck out of me, like space, the technologies, how the heck do we, you know, self-development stuff, health. So each, everybody, everybody has their own cards and it's, that's important to understand as well. Cause you don't go to one person and think they're just like, all the truth. This one person has everything. No, nobody has everything. Absolutely. On that note, I want to ask you the final question. I put it in front of the camera. What's one thing that comes to mind when I ask 
how do we make the world a better place? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Do raising consciousness. And by that, I mean, not just sitting there and meditating, but actually educating yourself and making yourself more aware of what the heck is possible and what's gone on and what is out there. So what that brings to my mind, for instance, make the world a better place. We think, okay, we got to save our planet. We got to depollute it and get ourselves on sustainable systems. How are we going to do that? Well, without consciousness, just like we were talking about earlier, the alternative energy technologies, we're going to be stuck on solar and wind that are just smoke screens that really get us nowhere, right? Increasing your consciousness, making yourself more aware, really having it hit home that there are um, Tesla coils and rodent coils and things like that out there that can make over unity technology and propulsion systems and you know, diseases can be healed with understanding how to take care of ourselves, not putting glyphosate in the, in the environment. I say glyphosate, glyphosate in the environment and vaccinating ourselves to death and all this stuff. It's like the world a better place is just dependent on you. It's just dependent on you making the right choices, figuring out the reality and then making the right choices to get us there and sharing that information with your friends and family. And the sooner we all do that, the sooner we get going. So collective change depends on individual change as above, so below, you know? I like that. Uh, yeah. I know the words woke, I, like that was 2008 and that totally got hijacked. And even like, <laughs> even consciousness, now consciousness to people means like sharing a fake uh, Jim Carrey quote on Instagram. I follow right. a lot of these really good Instagram Jim accounts. Carrey, Jim Carrey is nuts. What the hell does he paint, man? That's like, it's like, there's it's, a lot of faux pas consciousness out there. Like, and we, bullshit. It's, it's like quotes thing. that he never even said. Like, I'll, I'll go to his Twitter. and it's <laughs> right. not real, Because if you go to his Twitter, he hasn't posted a conscious thing in three years. He's literally just posted, like, anti-Trump propaganda, like, in the yeah. creepiest way. It's like his head dangling. You're like, dude, what are you, like, a It a became murderer? a joke. And then some <laughs> people don't have that, like, understanding of jokes. And then it spreads. And half the people out there are so, like, literal in their thinking that they're, oh, Jim Carrey said this. And they share it. It just confuses, man. Confuses everybody. Jordan Sather, where can people find you? First off, thank you for joining me. This might've been my favorite one so far. And we touched so many things. Either people know, you don't know till you know, or people are like, have a lot to think about for sure. So where can people find you? Twitter at Jordan underscore Sather underscore, destroying the illusion on YouTube, destroying the illusion.com above majestic on iTunes and on Amazon. And where else? Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, search me. Above Majestic, that's the, it just dropped, right? I'm going to have to watch dropped. that. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Number one on iTunes, number one on uh, Amazon in their documentary section. It's on a few other platforms. It's extremely impressive. Jordan said that you heard it here yeah. first. Facebook already denied. We were trying to boost some posts for, for the movie. They denied it because we didn't have an authorized account to share issues of national importance. Yeah, they're doing some weird stuff. I've been very, very blessed and fortunate not to, but like the way they took down Free Thought Project and anti-media oh, yeah. with no really explanation. I didn't always agree with the Free Thought Project. I find some of their analysis on Trump not even true, but I'm not trying to kick them off the internet because they were diving deep. Totally. And, like I, I had actually like conversations with one of the guys who owned it. We'd always debate and stuff, but it's like, Man, the way they went at them, and they've been cool to me now, but that they're like, oh, it's not the national interest of importance. We did our fact checks on you and found out oh, you can't. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, it's, it's some weirdo stuff. It is, man. And like you said, I've been reading the Thought Project for years and anti-media and great, you know, get what's good and just 
throw away what's not, but we shouldn't be censoring them. They were good platforms to learn from and, and putting out some hard hitting truths. And I've dealt with the censorship thing before, man, having my channel deleted twice and being messed with on other accounts. And I'm blessed to, I'm blessed to be able to get them back and kind of like fly under the radar, but it's yeah. a very sticky game out there. You're walking on eggshells. Maybe like, I'm not going to put that hashtag this time. I don't want to, or I might not share this right now. We'll wait a couple of days or something like that. Strange time. And it's not yeah. just conspiracy theorists. It's like comedians. I did a live stream with this guy, Owen Benjamin. Super funny. Just like not PC joking about everything. I was laughing half the time. He's deleted on Twitter and they, he can't live stream on YouTube. And I'm like a comedian, like they're coming for comedy. They're coming <laughs> yeah. for politics. They're coming for info. But this has been with Jordan Sather, Jordan Sather, excuse me, Destroying the Illusion. Check him out on YouTube. Follow him on Twitter. Make America Debate Again. This is the fifth episode, hopefully, or else I just messed up.